This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you were with us last night, you know that we're talking about a very important subject, and that subject is truth. I think you are as aware of the fact that in today's day and age, lying and deception has become a way of life. And what we read and hear one day could be totally opposite of what we're going to hear or read the next day. So we must get back to truth, because truth is a strong characteristic, if not one of the major characteristics of God. But we have an enemy, and that enemy is Satan. And we read in uh, 1 John 5.19, as we said yesterday, the whole world lies in the wicked one. And that wicked one is also spoken of in John 8.44, And the wicked one here is referred to as one who has no truth in him, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So we see there's a there's a conflict. As soon as we become believers, we are supposed to demonstrate the truth. And yet we have an enemy called Satan who's coming forth with lies. And we need to be in the spirit of truth all the time and see that lies are a tool of the enemy. And in a very real way, Shelley, lies fill your life and my life and every listener's life if we're not born again or if we're born again and live in our old self, which is explained in Ephesians 4, that God gives us a new heart God gives us a new spirit. God has his law written in our hearts that we might not sin against him. So to live in the truth is to yield your will, my will, and every listener's will to the will of God. Yes. And this is not different, Shelley. One person is not better than another. Jesus and his resurrected life lives in every born-again believer, and we have a choice every day to yield our will to him and our own mindset to him and what we feel to him and to ask him his will for us 
and his will never goes against his word. Amen. The holy word of God. Amen. We read 1 Timothy 3.15 yesterday, and this is Paul's words to Timothy. I write so that you may know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. The church, you and I, believers across the face of the earth, are part and are called the pillar and ground of the truth. The problem is truth has become an abstract term now, and it's a relative word. Whatever you believe becomes your truth, and what is true to you might not be true to someone else. And truth in the dictionary is defined as that which conforms with facts. It is reality. And then we spoke about the fact that God is truth. Deuteronomy 32, 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are just. A God of truth. And without iniquity, he is just and right. We read Psalm 31, 5. David declares that God is the God of truth. This is fact. This is reality. This is truth. And it is an absolute truth. So we see the Father is truth. We then spoke about Jesus is the truth. John fourteen six, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. This is an absolute truth. John 1, 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, Junie, as I read that scripture, we really need to see that you indicated we on our on our own, without the Lord's uh, living in us, without being born again, we have his grace and that grace will call us to be truthful. In other words, it's not an option. God is truth. Jesus is truth. And we are part of the of the of the foundation of truth. And what an opportunity to be that testimony in this day and age. And Shelley, that speaks to me very loud and clear that we also have a choice of covering up. Yes. And we need to be open before God and open before people to confess if we said something that wasn't true or to confess our faults to each other, to one another, that we might be healed. And I remember when I got saved and I read for the first time, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I remember thinking, who does he think he is? And after 47 years of walking with the Lord, almost 48 years, I can say he is truth. He is God incarnate. And yes, no man, no woman or child, no living thing comes to the Lord but through the Messiah, the Son of God. Hallelujah. Great words, really. So we see that the Father is truth. Jesus, the Son of God, is truth. And we know now also that the Holy Spirit is truth. Listen to John 16, verse 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. 
The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth, and one of his calls is that he will guide you into all truth. So we are without excuse. We represent the truth because we represent the Lord, and we have the Spirit of Truth guiding us. And we can then examine ourselves to see if we're walking in the Spirit or walking in our flesh, or even our old self, which is explained in Ephesians 4, because if we're not walking in truth, we're not walking in the spirit yes. of truth. Wow. First John chapter 5, verse 7, and it is the spirit who bears witness because the Holy Spirit is the truth. You know, these verses are such a source of comfort, Juni, and it should be a comfort uh, to all believers so they can be led and guided by the Spirit and not by the flesh, just as you pointed out. The Spirit is truth and is the source of peace and comfort. And you know what? As I, as I read that, you cannot be in a condition of peace and comfort if truth is not in you. You know, you've said often, Junie, if somebody lies and time goes by, they forget what the lie was and they continue to lie. There's no comfort in that soul. But when you speak the truth, it's always going to remain the same. There's an absolute truth that needs to be in all of our lives. You know what that that reminds me of, Shelley? What's that? Of the cardiologist, the Jewish cardiologist who sat at our dining room oh. table with his wife who was a believer and he thought you were going to talk to him about Jesus and at the end of the meal he looked at you saying you didn't say a word to me about God and Jesus trying to convince me I can't believe you didn't say a word and you still said nothing but he said I have to confess that as a cardiologist, I've seen many people leave this earth and believers die in a different wow. way than unbelievers. And Shelley, that's truth. Yes. Because a believer knows in whom they have believed and that he is able to keep that which we have committed unto him Amen. against that day, which is the word of God. And he gives us peace Thank you, in Lord. every situation. Yes, Lord. And if we don't have peace, we need to cry out and ask the Lord why. Amen. Amen. So the spirit is the truth and the source of peace and comfort. Then we look at John 14, verse 26. Jesus said, but the comforter, remember the comforter is the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. Oh, bless the Lord. Junie, so we could, important, Wow, it's incredible. It's very deep. So, you know, so let's review what we've been saying. The Father, God the Father is the truth. God the Son is truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. And fourthly, the Word of God is truth. John seventeen seventeen. sanctify. And sanctify basically means separate yourself. 
separate them through the truth. Thy word is truth. We will be sanctified by the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is truth. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How can we rightly divide the word of truth? Because the Holy Spirit, which is truth, is going to guide us and be able to divide and understand the word of God. It's powerful, Junie. And what is truth, Shelley, is in the book of Hebrews, which was originally meant for the scattered Jewish believers, is now for all men. Yes. And it's very clear in the book of Hebrews that it says the word of God is like a two-edged sword that divides for us the soul from the spirit and the bone from the marrow. And it is able to guide us to know what is God's will or purpose for us. So the word of God, the spirit, the sword divides for us when we ask truth. Thank you. Father, I pray conviction comes to all of us that we represent the truth because we represent the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. We pray this for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.